Welcome to Wisco Legacy. I'm your host, Corey Kundert. On Wisco Legacy, we talk to inspiring Wisconsinites to hear all about their life's journey. On today's episode, we have Abby Green. Abby is the co-host of the Herself Podcast and also the co-host of Pursuing Her Purpose. The Herself Podcast got started in 2019. It's hosted by Abby and Amy Kiefer, and it is a tremendously successful podcast. Since 2019, they've had over 1.5 million downloads. They have an incredible community that they've built around women's empowerment and motherhood and topics like that. Uh, Recently, they created the Pursuing Her Purpose podcast with Cat Hero. There's three co-hosts there, and those three are focusing on uh, women and careers and and work like that, and they're doing some incredible work. Uh, Abby and I talk about growing up in Wisconsin, uh, working in the corporate world recently within the last year, leaving her corporate job to get into entrepreneurship and the podcasting space full-time. We also talked about her journey to motherhood. Abby has three children and her youngest child has Down syndrome, so we dove into her her perspective on life uh, since having her youngest son, Owen. It was a blast to have Abby on the podcast. I'm so excited to release this today. If you enjoy this podcast, please follow us on social media at Wisco Legacy. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Rate and review us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We also have a video version of this on YouTube as well. So go check all that out. And now let's dive into episode 17 here with Abby Green. Hello, I am Abby Green, and I am the co-host of the Herself Podcast, as well as Pursuing Her Purpose, and this is my Wisco Legacy. Welcome to Wisco Legacy. Thank you so much, Corey. This is going to be a lot of fun. So you grew up in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Can you talk about growing up over there? Yeah, I can. So I was actually born in North Dakota, so way up there. We had a very, we had a farm, not a whole lot of money, but definitely a lot of love. And we were able to move, just my mom and I, to Oconomowoc when I was about four years old. We didn't have enough money to move our entire family. So my dad and my one-year-old brother stayed up in North Dakota. I still have no idea how my dad was capable of taking care of a one-year-old brother, um, but he did it. And they have a very, very special bond because of that. But um, they moved about a year later to Oconomowoc. And we it was it was great. Oconomowoc brought a lot more opportunities, um, a lot more people. I mean, there's more cows than humans in North Dakota. That's not an actual stat, but I'm pretty I'm pretty darn sure it's close. Yep. And it was also made us closer to family. So we were able to be a lot closer to family and to the people who we wanted to be surrounding ourselves with. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. Uh, I couldn't imagine being away from my my wife and one of my kids for about a year. Right. Yeah. And my mom had to choose which one to take. And I was the more difficult child. Hmm. So because of that, she took me, even though he was an infant. My brother was a tiny little infant at the time. So very, very interesting start oh, to wow. start to that life. Absolutely. So what were you like as a kid? What were you into? You're into sports, things like that? Yeah. And right now I have a a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, and I am a spitting image of my five-year-old. So I thank and also apologize to my mother daily because of the spitfire that she is. But um, I was the type of person who was very confident. I was bold. I knew what I wanted in life. And 
I loved sports. I was very competitive. I did cross country, track, gymnastics. I was also in race walking, which if you need me to do a demo, it's a pretty funny, pretty funny party trick that I have going on there with race walking. Um, but yeah, just a lot of, uh, it was a very, very fun life. We were very, very full as far as activities, but it also helped my personality, which is always go, go, go. I still am always go, go, go to be able to um, be entertained and not get bored. Yeah, that's that's super awesome. You can see some a lot of that through your Instagram page and things like that too. <laughs> yes. Maybe you'll have to put a reel up of your your race walk and Oh my goodness. <laughs> I forget that that was part of my life, but it was a very big part of my life. I competed in, in the Junior Olympics, and a lot of my, oh, wow. yeah, a lot of my um, teammates actually went to the Olympics. So it's just it was a very interesting part of life, and I loved it. But it was <laughs> very, 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 very weird for a lot of Wisconsin people to see. It's interesting, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so you ended up going to UW Lacrosse. Is that correct? I did. Yes, yeah. for my undergrad, I was at UWL. Yeah. What was UW lacrosse like? I ran in the state track meet my senior year and fell in love with the campus. And I knew I'd been wanting to go there and then was there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go to school here. Like This is where I want to spend my next my next years and to get my education from. And I'm so happy with that decision. I talk with my husband all the time and I would be so thrilled if our kids chose a school like UW lacrosse. It was small, but large enough that you didn't see the exact same people all the time. Um, my husband went to a very, very small school. I mean, just a couple thousand people total. So our experiences were very different that way. Um, I studied community health as well as public relations. So I had two very different groups of friends and classmates from that and became really close with my roommates who I still have friendships with today. That's also where I met Amy, who is my one of my co-hosts of Pursuing Her Purpose and then the co-host of the Herself podcast. So we were just acquaintances at the time and then our friendship grew and now we are very, very close friends and business partners. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you met Amy. So uh, mm-hmm. you were just acquaintances in college. And then after the fact, you you started to blossom that friendship. Is that how that Yes. Worked? Yeah. We have some very funny Facebook messenger messages back and forth where I was um, very desperate for her friendship. <laughs> it was, hey, we live by each other. We should hang out more. And then Amy was definitely the much, much cooler girl at the time. Um, she still is way cooler, but it was just a really funny way to look back through all of our our Facebook messenger messages and just see see where we were then versus where we are a decade later. So you spent uh, a fair amount of time in the corporate world uh, before venturing out in, into the podcast world and entrepreneurship. Can you talk about uh, what you did in the corporate world and some of the things you learned that you're utilizing today? Yeah, and that's the best part about leaving the corporate world or leaving <clears throat> really any job is that part of me felt like I was wasting the talent, the skills, the connections that I'd made in the corporate world. But in reality, you could take all the good things with you and leave behind what's no longer serving you. And I feel that way 100% with my time spent in the corporate world. I was very scared to leave, but because I had built just such a great life in the corporate world, I wasn't leaving something that I hated. I was leaving something good to get into something great. And some things with the corporate world. So I was in sales with, I had two different jobs. Um, One of them was almost 11 years long that I was at that one, the same job. And they were both in sales. And they were doing what I had went to school for. 
So corporate sales in the wellness industry, you can either save the world or make some money. And I chose to make the money route and it was very serving in my younger twenties and even into my thirties of just being able to use what I knew, use the passion that I had at the time, and then also be able to generate an income for myself and for my family. Um, with my previous job, I was able to travel the nation as well. So three weeks out of the month, I was in a different state or all throughout Wisconsin. And it was very fun before I was married. It was definitely more fun before I had kids, but having kids and then also multiple kids, it just made it really, really hard to be on the road so much. Um, that combined with just this tug at my heart that I knew that the population I was serving wasn't the population that I wanted to be my end game. I was definitely helping people, but it wasn't the people who were the me of yesterday. And I just knew that I had more to share and more to serve with that population of the individuals who wanted to be better mothers, better wives, better individuals. And I wasn't able to do that in my corporate job. So that is why I ended up leaving. And I left, I mean, it was just, it was less than a year ago. So it, this is actually still pretty brand new. I was doing both the podcast and working my corporate job for about a year and a half. So doing them side by side, being very, very efficient with my time in both. Um, and I just have a lot lighter of a feeling now that I am completely in the entrepreneurial world. I, I can certainly attest to that. I have a, a corporate job and do this on the side too. And it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot uh, to manage, um, especially having a family. I have two young daughters. I actually launched a podcast right after my, my second daughter was born. So it's been it's been a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of effort. Um, and it's amazing that you're able to, to take that leap of faith and, and leave something that was so secure. I, mean, I know that was, right. that was a struggle too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That security and Corey, you know it well, like that's why you're most likely doing this on the side as well is that that stable income that's coming in, the benefits that come along with it, the knowing that tomorrow you have a job and have something to do. Like there's a lot of stability. There's a lot of security in that. And in the entrepreneurial world, I can wake up and be like, I can do 15 hours of work today, or I could do none at all. And that's kind of on you. So you definitely have to be a person who can self-regulate and can push yourself, but then also know when to take breaks. You don't have that 5 p.m. Okay, I'm done with my job now. In my mm -hmm. role, I could always be doing something. I could always be working. And that was definitely a very hard part of moving to entrepreneurship is when do I cut off? And I'm still working on it, if I'm being totally honest, Corey. Mm -hmm. I, I find that even working in the corporate world, I work at home. And so it's mm -hmm. so easy to just run downstairs and, and work on whatever you need to work on. And um, you have to have that disconnect to to have that, that work-life balance. So appreciate that. Agreed. Mm -hmm. So when did you and Amy decide to, to create the Herself podcast? Where did that idea come from? Yeah, I love this. I love this story because it was... It was two and a half years ago now, and we were both going to be doing podcasts on the same type of subject with the same type of audience, and we're going to be putting them into the world around the same time. I took Pat Flynn's Power Up Podcasting course, so I'm a person who I like to like know the details, A to Z. I want to do this right for the very first time. So I was learning a whole bunch from his course, and Amy's like, "Give me the information, like give me the details." So I would we would have these little check ins of like, "Hey, make sure this is the mic that you want to get, and make sure this is the type of room, and oh." 
unleashed with three episodes. Like these are some good tips that I'm getting right now. And we just kept on going back and forth. And then one day I proposed to her on a Voxer message. So we use Voxer to do most of our conversations now, went from Facebook messenger to text message now to Voxer. And I was like, Hey, like you have this incredible audience that you've built this community that is engaged and loves what you're bringing to the table. I don't have that. But what I do have is this ability to learn the tech and the ins and outs and the A to Z and can actually get this into the world. Should we do this together? And it was funny, Corey, because I didn't get her message back right away. So I thought that she had ghosted me and was like, nope, Abby, definitely not. So multiple hours later, I checked my Voxer app and she had sent me something back pretty quickly being like, hey, I actually think this is a pretty good idea. And from there, we literally just ran with it. It was, we had a lunch date a couple of days later and then, you know, get got set up in the podcast studio, got everything set up and herself was born just a few months after that. Can you describe what the Herself podcast is for our listeners that don't know what that is? Yeah, the the whole point of the Herself podcast is to get our listeners one step ahead of where they are now. So whether that is in marriage or in any type of partnership, um, in motherhood, in maybe a specific skill or in their career, although the pursuing her purpose definitely hones in on the career quite a bit more. And then also just helping individuals find themselves in motherhood, in parenthood in general. We can lose the pieces of ourselves that make us feel like us. Like it's the parts of life that light us up and help us get out of bed in the morning and let us hit the bed at night feeling totally fulfilled. But a lot of times as parents, we can focus so much on keeping these tiny humans alive that we lose that part of us. And the Herself podcast definitely is trying to help women reconnect with themselves so that they can show up in all those other areas. Yeah, it's incredible work that, that you two are doing. And it's reached an incredibly large audience. We uh, were surprised as well. <laughs> yeah. I think you mentioned you've had a million and a half downloads on, on Herself alone. We have. Yeah. So at two years, we've had a million and a half downloads and that's with a weekly podcast. So our new editor just ran some analytics for us and it puts us in the top 0.5% of podcasts. So for two Wisconsin moms that just wanted to get on $99 mics and just share what's worked for us along with some experts, we are so proud of what we've been able to accomplish. Yeah. That's an incredible reach. Did you, you mentioned you didn't see that growth, uh, coming up. But what was the excitement like when you started to see those numbers climb? Mm -hmm. The very, very first day, we we just didn't know what to expect, I guess. I just didn't know what to expect. I, I didn't know if it was going to be you know, a couple thousand right away, if it was going to be a couple hundred, if it was going to be just our, you know, our family listening in. I mean, I knew it was going to be more than that. But on the very, very first day, we went in with three different episodes on three very different topics that we felt very strongly about. And at the end of the first day, I mean, we had multiple thousands of downloads for each episode. And then our Instagram account, so we started an Instagram account the very same day, and that was growing like crazy right from the start. So we knew, and Amy's, Amy being able to bring in her community, I mean, that's definitely what facilitated the growth. And then if each of those people told one or two friends and each of those two people told a few more friends, shared it on their social media, it just started to grow quite a bit. We've been able to have, Corey, a few pretty big names on at this point as well. And that's definitely helped our numbers grow. Yeah. Are there any episodes that really stick out to you? 
Let's see here. Well, we've had um, Kristen Neff on. So Kristen Neff is a pioneer in self-compassion and just loving yourself. We've had Eve Rotsky on. She's the author of Fair Play and now Finding Your Unicorn Space. Um, Molly Millwood, she's another author. She just speaks so true to that partnership and to that motherhood and how it changes so many parts of your life beyond just having a baby in your arms. Um, and then definitely having our husbands on. So we have our husbands on frequently throughout the year and they are so vulnerable, Corey. Like they speak their truth and it also helps validate what we're saying. So it's not like just that Amy and I are getting on the microphones and, you know, spitballing here. It's like, no, this is back. To, this is what the men are saying in our lives. This is also what's going on in their world. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. I was going to ask about uh, the support you receive from your husband. Mm-hmm. My, um, my husband, Colin is like, he's, he was one of my biggest fans, one of the biggest fans of the podcast right from the start. He was also a person who was pushing me to quit my corporate job because he saw how much the podcast and just the entrepreneurial life was lighting me up. And so he was on board way before I was on board. He and Amy have very similar personality types. So it's fun to see just both of them in their element, supporting the world and helping people <laughs> to, to do exactly what they want to do. Um, and Drew is the same way. Amy will m- many times come home and he's listening to one of our two podcasts um, and just able, he like, will be like, Abby, you mentioned this in your last episode. Like, let's talk a little bit more about this. So it's been really, really fun to see, see the guys as well and just what yeah. they're, what they're taking from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that support is is super beneficial, and uh, the podcast is your target audience is is women. But uh, mm-hmm. I've tuned into a few episodes, and I can certainly relate um, having two little little young kids here. And um, yeah, my my wife definitely. Um, I'm, I'm glad she she showed me uh, all about herself and pursuing her purpose, and, and both of you. So it's been really fun the last couple of months following, following along with you too. <laughs> oh, that's so great, Corey. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I think it's, it's really a, a big part of your growth uh, with a podcast is the authenticity that you and Amy have. You're both very authentic. Uh, you know, when I tune into to really anything, I want to want to hear from somebody that's authentic, that that's not afraid to to tell people um, who they are and what they do. And uh, I think that's a huge part of, of why there's been really big success. Yeah. And it allows the women in our community to show up as themselves as well. So much of the world is just, you know, throwing on an extra layer of mascara and covering up the parts of you that are mistakes or that you're still working on. It's like, no, we can learn so much from the errors that we've made. We can learn so much from the challenges that we have like, let's share this so that there's not only solidarity in the fact that none of us are alone in these challenges, but then also, hey, where can we learn from others? Like, hey, is that a tip that I can pull into my life? Okay. I think I can do that. Well, let's try this out. Yeah. You, you learn more from your, your challenges and failures than you do from your successes. So 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know um, specifically the other day you had put a post out there, pretty vulnerable post about anxiety um, mm-hmm. that, that you have. Can you talk about that? I definitely can. So I'm a person who I probably have had some range of anxiety since I was 12 years old. Like it's just one of those things I'm, I'm wired hot as far as wanting to go, 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 very anxious tendencies that way. But it got to a point, Corey, where I wasn't able to use self-care or taking breaks or having a good night's sleep in order for it to diminish and go away. 
And I've been working with a therapist for, for years, on and off. Sometimes it's every single week. Sometimes we'll go months without even talking. But I definitely had some undiagnosed postpartum anxiety after my second and then also after my third. And our third was born in the pandemic. He was born with Down syndrome. He was born in, in an environment that it wasn't part of my plan. And I'm a person who I like to have a plan. I like it to follow through. And as both you and I, Corey, know in parenthood, that rarely happens, but I try so hard to do that. And just, it's like this on top of this, on top of this, on top of this, all of a sudden just, it was so heavy on my shoulders. And so I talked with my therapist for a long time about it. Um, we put in all the measures, quitting my corporate job definitely helped with parts of it. But then I kept some of the same bad habits that I had with my corporate job of working too hard, not accepting help, not, not doing what I needed to to feel my body. And I brought that with me into the entrepreneurial world. So even though I felt lighter on so many levels, there was these things that I kept on stubbing my toes on. And after a while, we're like, you know what, Abby, you've done everything you possibly can. Let's try to put some electrical type, put some electrical tape on those wires that have been exposed. And that's going to be through Zoloft. So I went on Zoloft probably two months ago. Getting through those first side effects was very, very difficult um, for anybody who has been on anxiety medication of any kind or an SSS, SSRI, you know how hard it can be to first say yes to it and then go through those initial side effects. But about two months in now, I'm like, oh, this is how I used to feel. Like This is how I want to show up in the world. And there was so much relief after making the initial after having the initial feelings of defeat. Like at first it was like, gosh, why, how did it come to this? I have to be on a prescription medication. But then after I said yes and looked to help myself, I'm just so glad that I took that step for myself. Yeah. And publicly sharing that helps alleviate some, some stressors for other people uh, who kind of have that anxiety to even, even go that route. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I had so many people, Corey saying, like me too, good friends of mine being like, I've been on this for years and just haven't told anybody. I'm like, you guys, these, we have to talk about this more because people think they're either alone in the fact that they are taking these meds, so they don't want to share it, which could then help another person out, or they're so they're fearing going on it that they don't take that initial step. So yeah, it, I'm not a person that's like, you have to be on medication in order to not have anxiety. I definitely think that many people can do the self-care, get a good night of sleep, do the things preventatively, but it got to the point for me that it was just too much. And I'm very, very happy with my decision to yeah. go on it. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, so I want to rewind just a little bit and talk about pursuing her purpose. Uh, mm -hmm. to the second podcast, I believe there's 31 episodes out as of this recording. Uh, you just recorded a really great episode, really chronicling your decision to leave the corporate world and head into uh, entrepreneurship and, and podcasting full time. Um, what went into the, into the decision to create Pursuing Her Purpose? Oh, this has been like such a fun road. So Amy and I, we always wanted to have a business side to pursuing her purpose. It was, we have a lot of stay-at-home moms in our community. Um, we have a lot of mothers who might be just like taking a quick break or are doing like a part-time thing or just have some small things on the side. So when we talk about working motherhood, we aren't able to relate completely to part of our audience. But then those episodes, they just go so deep with the working mother, the working outside the home mother in our community. So we're like, 
we should really do something where we're just connecting with those people one-on-one or one-on a couple thousand in order to hit them where they need it. And we also want to make this a business side to be able to have courses and masterminds and just taking it a step further with this group of people because Amy and I both love being working mothers. Having the title of a working mom is something that just fuels us. We love that side of us. But we just kept on talking about it and talking about it and other things were prioritized and then it never got done. And Amy was part of a mastermind a few years ago and a woman named Kat Harrow was one of the leaders in the mastermind. And Amy has talked to me about Kat for years. Like Kat is this incredible person. She has everything she touches turns to gold. She has helped all these companies. And I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Like I've never met her, but she sounds so cool. Someday we should meet. And one day Kat, just like how I pitched to Amy, one day Kat made that fateful proposal to Amy saying, hey, I know you guys have wanted to do a business podcast or a business side of herself. I would love to be your third partner. Like, will you take me? And it was the easiest yes, Corey. I hadn't even met her. I hadn't even talked to her. And it was still the easiest yes, just from how Amy had talked about her and had showed me her work that she had done. So pursuing her purpose is definitely for the businesswoman, the working mother who loves that title of working mother. And it's even more specifically for the person who might be a nurse or a teacher or in corporate America who is wanting to take a step into something that fuels her with more purpose, just as I did about a year ago. And that's the woman that we're trying to speak to is really getting their little business idea, that side passion project off the ground. So beyond the podcast, we're rolling out a course. It's going to be coming any week now for the individual who wants to take that little side project and actually make it real in 2022 instead of just talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Like I know so many of the listeners might be doing right now. It took me a year and a half to even get to the point to release my podcast. So I'm... It, yep. <laughs> you get it, Corey. You get it. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. What's the reception been like for Pursuing Her Purpose? I like that you asked that because we had so many downloads, so many Instagram followers, so many people right away with herself that were like, oh, like, you know, tens of thousands of people will probably tune in right away to pursuing her purpose. But what we weren't pulling in is that it's a very small niche. Like this is where we're speaking to just the the mother and partner and woman with herself with pursuing her purpose, we're speaking to the working mother or to the person who's a budding entrepreneur. So it's definitely a much smaller audience, but they're so engaged when we speak on a topic that is meant for them. So I like it because we're talking to less people, but at a much, much deeper level. That's awesome. My my wife, uh, when she returned to work, uh, she the first thing she did, uh, it was either the day before or even the day of, she listened to the episode you guys did that focused on returning to work after after having a kid. And um, I think she was in tears because it's it's a very emotional thing. Uh, spending three months with your with your newborn and then having to go back to work. And she's a nurse, uh, nurse manager. And so um, coming back into a pandemic uh, so from hard. from being home for for three months was definitely challenging for her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that episode has gotten so much good feedback, Corey, because each, all three of us, we come with three different perspectives, which is different than most podcasts where many podcasts are just done by one individual. So we come in with three different perspectives. So even just the maternity leave episode, 
everyone has a different experience coming back from maternity leave. Some people are, they want to quit that day. Other people, they give it a little bit of time. Some people are, can't wait to get back. And they, instead of taking 12 weeks, they take less time because they can't wait to get back in that role. So we're able to share a little bit of everything by having three people on that podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, I know um, the biggest way you uh, and Amy and Kat promote your podcasts are through Instagram. Uh, you do a lot of, you have a lot of really great um, images and things like that. Do you, do you build everything in-house yourself? Um, how's that work? Mm -hmm. So Amy is a mastermind when it comes to design. So with a little thing called Canva, which makes any ordinary person a pro, she's able to build these beautiful you know, templates and images that we're able to share in our stories and then share also on our feed. We also do professional photos, both with our families or, and then also as a group of three and a group of two to just make sure that our images are always up to date and that it can just be aesthetically pleasing when you get into our feed. Um, we're never the, the group that's like, we're picture perfect. We want everything to look right. But sometimes we'll have a picture perfect not picture perfect, but a really nice photo to capture the eye and then a very honest caption that goes along with it. Um, other times we'll put in, you know, hey, we are absolute chaos over here. Like haven't showered in a couple of days. There's peanut butter on our shirt. We have two kids hanging on us because they're at home because they're sick today. And we'll share those photos. And it's just fun to be able to do a little bit of both um, and connect with our audience that way. Yeah. Back to that <laughs> authenticity, right? Yep. <laughs> That's great. And everything so, we do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so you mentioned you have three kids. Um, do you want to talk about your journey to motherhood? Mm -hmm. So our oldest, Lucy, she's the one who's the spitting image of me. Um, it took us a little bit of time to conceive her. So that's like one part of our journey that I, my heart just goes out to any person listening that is on that journey that took them a little bit of time. Every single month can feel so hard almost like you're failing or like you're not doing something right. And there's thoughts that can go on in our mind of like, is, am I ever going to be a mother? Like, I want this so badly. Am I ever going to be able to have this title as mother? And because of that, I think that our relationship and just like the pregnancy and the birth and even the early days, I, I put it on a pedestal. Like it was so beautiful because I wanted it so bad and it didn't come easily that every little thing, even if she didn't sleep, I was like, you know what? I, it kind of feels okay because at least I have a child. And not in a toxic positivity way at all, but just very thankful. I came at it with a very thankful heart. Where with our second, and it's hard because middle children already, I didn't believe in middle children having this dynamic until having a middle child. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not the first. And then they're not the baby. And with Micah, it was like the first try we got pregnant with him and it was too soon. Like we weren't ready for it. We were planning on having, you know, a year of, or at least six months of a little bit of trial and error before um, getting pregnant with him. So we were finishing our basement. We were in like the hardest part of our careers right then. Like there was a whole lot going on. And so it made it difficult when he came, it was like, oh my gosh, this is hard. This is another thing. And it was really hard on Colin particularly. So where motherhood transformed me, the second Lucy came out, the second I found out we were pregnant with our first, having a second was really hard on Colin, my husband, because no longer could I just take the baby. It was that I had the youngest and he was in charge of a toddler mm -hmm. or had to help out in other ways. And then with our third, 
anybody who's listening who had a pandemic pregnancy or a pandemic baby, and now we're having like second rounds of pandemic babies now because it's been so long, it was just, it was such a different dynamic than the other two. And I'd already been through through it, obviously. We got pregnant right before the pandemic started. And then bam, like March hit and all of a sudden my appointments were all moved to virtual. Like I didn't see my doctors for a very long time. And then even when I did, Colin wasn't able to be part of them. And I remember they were going to cancel the, or just do like a, like push off the 20 week anatomy scan because I was a healthy, healthy woman and didn't have any issues. My third pregnancy. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen you in months. I should probably come in. And Corey, that's when they found out that our baby had several soft markers for chromosomal abnormalities. So he had brain cysts, he had blood in his bowels, Um, he had a heart issue. And so they said, there's a likely chance that your child will be born with a chromosomal abnormality. And I didn't even know what those words meant. I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, well, it can be anything from, you know, this to this. It can be life isn't sustained all the way to very, very minimal, or maybe you're going to have a typical child. So we ended up doing the amniocentesis, which again, my husband wasn't at any of these appointments. I found out that our baby was having this, these issues without my husband's hand to even hold and just being in shock and in tears and looking around at the room full of strangers who were all wearing full PPE apparel, masks, shields. Like this was the beginning of the pandemic where no one could even stand close to you. And they're muttering all these words and it's just so terrifying. And we... We got, we got into a good community. We learned the ropes of what it's going to be. Um, we started doing a little bit of our own research, but really just like sunk into our hearts of like, this child is our child. Like regardless of how many chromosomes he's going to be born with, he or she will be born with, he's our child. And it was a lot of doctor appointments, Corey. Um, we went from having no doctor appointments to all of a sudden three a week, because that's when I had no idea about any of this. Um, the most empowering birth of my entire life, like the coolest experience of my entire life. And when he was born, his brain cyst had gone away. His heart issue was almost completely gone. He had no more blood in his bowels. He was able to be with me. They thought he would be run rushed away to the NICU and that didn't happen. So again, I had this plan of like, this is going to be bad. This is going to be terrible. I'm going to have this really, really hard life. And so far, it hasn't been that way. He's been such a blessing and he's our easiest baby yet. He's just, he brings light to everyone that he meets. And it's just been so cool to see how a tiny little human can transform not only your life, but the other people's lives that he touches. Yeah. I, I could not imagine uh, getting the news by yourself. It was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, just being surrounded by strangers. And what was your, like, when, when you heard the news, and again, you didn't really understand at the time what that actually meant. But, um, you know, I've gone to those those ultrasounds and um, hear the, everything sounds great. Everything's, everything looks yeah. good. And then when you hear something doesn't, something isn't right, what were the emotions that, that you had right, right in that moment? My very, very first thought was I just want a healthy child. And we can say that. Mm -hmm. And when people, we didn't find out the sex of any of our babies. So going into the anatomy scan, they're like, so are you going to find out if it's a boy or girl? We're like, no, no, we're not. But we found out 
a heck of a lot more about this child. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I just wanted a healthy baby. And the word healthy to me now, it's so, it's, it's like almost a triggering word because our child is so healthy. It's just not what medical science and the doctors say is healthy because he's not typical. So even just the word around health now, I have such a different view on it. But yeah, those initial moments of, I kept on asking, like, what are the stats? Like, what are, what are my chances? Almost in denial of, like, I'm, I'm a healthy 34-year-old woman with zero, zero chromosomal abnormalities on either side. Like, how this can't possibly happen to me. Like, no way can this happen to our family. And the stats, the thing is with the stats, they don't speak about your child. They just speak about the world and what they've seen in general. They don't speak about your child. So it was, I know that now, but in the moment, I just wanted some sense of control. And that's what I kept on asking over and over and over again. Yeah. How, how has he changed your perspective on things? It's like a million times over. I mean, he was probably one of the big reasons that I was also able to quit my full-time job just because I knew there was so much purpose outside of going to work, doing something that I was good at and making money. Like that's, that's what I was doing with my corporate job. Was it a good life? Sure. Like it was fine. And a lot of us can get into that repetitive pattern of like going to work, doing something that you're good at and making money. But he just brought so much more. Like there's so much more to Owen and to this life with Owen with helping the world understand about diversity and about inclusion and about how having Down syndrome doesn't have to be a scary thing. How you can talk to your kids about differences and not automatically put a negative spin on them. Um, it's just really brought so much light to this path that we were we were scared of. Like it was so dark for a while there. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and it sounds like he's doing doing incredible. So I saw yeah. I saw the other day he was crawling. <laughs> he's crawling, I know. And some of the doctors said that he would never crawl. Many kids with Down syndrome, they have very low muscle tone. So they go from sitting to butt scooting to walking around age two. And he's just hit all those milestones out of the park. And I think partially, Corey, it's because we just, we didn't know these things. So we just treated him like any other kid. Mm -hmm. And so when they bring it up, they're like, oh, like, how's he eating? We might have to do some food therapy. I'm like, he had salmon and broccoli last night. They're like, oh, that's not, that's not normal. I'm like, okay, well, if you treat, if you treat him like a typical kid, sometimes, <laughs> not every time, but sometimes, you know, it, it just, it makes it work out so much better. Yeah. So I, I want to swing back to the connection with the Kiefer family. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. uh, you guys are very, very close and uh, your kids are very, very close too. Can you talk about the relationship there? It's been so fun to be, first of all, be friends with Amy and then be business partners with Amy. And then our husbands, they clicked right away. And we are so close right now, Corey, that it's it's almost like we're family. Um, even one of her kids is like, yeah, I think that Owen is our cousin, right? We're like, uh, no, but kind of. I mean, <laughs> we hang out like that. Um, and I've even moved to Wanakee. So I recently moved to Wanakee to be closer to the podcast studio, Owen's therapy appointments are also in Wanakee and the facility that happened to be open. That's also two blocks away from our office is the same one that the keepers go to. So now our kids go to the same daycare even. Nice. So it's just been a really fun way to uh, pull in our families, pull in the kids. We get them together. They get along well. I mean, all kids are always going to have little scuffles, but they're the exact same ages. They'll be a little bit off as far as grades go, but 
it's so much fun, Corey. So much fun. Yeah, I can only imagine. I've seen some of the just yesterday. You guys were having a whole whole bunch of fun. Where were you hanging out at yesterday? It was at Legacy Academy. It's by like the Fitchburg Verona area. Oh, okay. So much fun. Yeah, one of our friends from daycare they rented out the space, so we were able to have this this close knit group, and just the kids could go wild. The parents went a little bit wild as well. And it was, it was a fun, fun Sunday, especially in this pandemic winter when you're trying to find things to do to run the kids energy out. Definitely something to check out. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's been a challenge. So my oldest daughter's almost three and my other daughter's four and a half months. And, uh, the older one, uh, her and I just run around the house like all day. She actually yeah. crashed on the couch at like 5.30 last night. <laughs> Way to go, dad. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Job well yep, done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to swing swing back to the, the podcast world, the entrepreneurship world. I know um, growth is a big, big thing, big word for you. Um, uh, can you talk about some of the goals you have for the future and the, and the growth for herself, pursuing her purpose and uh, some of the, the coursework and things like that that you're you're looking at? Yeah. I'm even wearing my grow sweatshirt. This is part of the herself merchandise. So funny that you bring up that question. The growth it's been, this it's an interesting question because I like to be where my feet are. Like I like to love and be so thankful and grateful for what I have right now. And at the same time, it's fun just to imagine one step ahead and then also imagine that far off goal. And I will say with Kat joining our team, Kat is somebody who Amy is our visionary. So she has this idea and then Kat and I will dissect it. And then Amy has another idea. And then Kat will be like, yes, let's do this in two months. And we're like, what? <laughs> okay. And that's also probably the reason that Kat pitched us in late, in I think late July or maybe early August. And our podcast was in the world in September. So literally she is the person who like gets things off the ground and into the world. So as far as growth goes, we've been able to move a lot faster because of Kat being on being on the team and being one of the, um, our partners. So we have this course coming out. It's a course for the entrepreneurs who are people who want to be an entrepreneur or just have that big idea actually get into the world in 2022. And that's going to be coming out literally next week. So if you're not following Pursuing Her Purpose, make sure to get on that because we can send you the emails. Um, for those who are listening, we can get you on the email list so that you know exactly when the cart opens. We're capping it at you know, 20 or 25 just to make sure we can give a really good experience to those individuals. And that's going to be such a cool way that we can use our, exper our expertise, our background, what we know are the challenges that women are facing in this transition to entrepreneurship and then get that course into their hands. So that's probably like the biggest growth, the biggest factor of growth that we have. We'll also be coming out with um, a mastermind for, for the Pursuing Her Purpose crew. And that'll just take all these relationships so much deeper. When we think about herself, the possibilities are endless, which also makes it difficult because you can really do just so many things that it's hard to narrow down. <laughs> to one thing, but growing our Patreon community. That's a community that we have a monthly membership where we do, I do coaching because I'm getting my um, professional coaching degree right now. We um, have just extra audio that we're able to do with our guests, but then also very personal touches with Amy and I, some of the behind the scenes that we don't share with our normal community. And really looking forward to growing that um, alongside the merchandise line that we have and some other fun things. 
Nice. Um, speaking of your merchandise, I got my daughters and my wife uh, some herself gear for Christmas yes. this year. They love it. <laughs> oh, you're so great, Corey. Thank you so much for the support. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys are doing incredible work. Uh, you're you're inspiring um, women and mothers and, and just doing so many great things in this world. It, it's such a needed space. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, is there... Are there anything else you want to add about um, any of the topics we discussed today, the the podcast, the the mastermind courses, uh, your family, anything like that? Otherwise, I, we can transition over to some rapid fire questions. Yeah, we definitely can do that. It's it's just been fun to be able to talk to you and be open with a new group of people as well. So we speak to the same women. We're obviously getting to new communities, but speaking to your community, Corey, right now, and just on topics that are a little bit different than I will pull, I would pull together into an entire podcast episode. It's been really fun. So great question set so far. Awesome. Thanks. All right. So I got three rapid fire questions about the state of Wisconsin. Oh boy. Okay. Then I, then I have a final <laughs> question to wrap us up. I might have two final questions. We'll see. <laughs> um, first rapid fire question. Uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Wisconsin? Favorite restaurant. I'm going to have to go with red sushi. Red okay. Sushi, downtown Madison. Um, it hits the spot every single time. We've recently been doing takeout from Red Sushi, and it's still absolutely incredible. That's awesome. I've never been, so I better add that to the oh, list. Oh, check it out. You have to. <laughs> All right. Second one. What is your favorite event in Wisconsin? Favorite event? I'm going to be a little bit of a hypocrite on this one, but I'm going to say Summerfest. Hypocrite being that I haven't been in a couple of years, but my husband is the biggest music fan ever. So we're just waiting for the pandemic to open up and be safe so we can go back and, and doing the music festival stuff that we have there. That's awesome. I haven't been in quite a few years too, I know, but it's, it's harder as fun. a parent, but it's always oh, fun yeah. when you go, right? It's always yep, fun. Exactly. All right. Last rapid fire question. Where's your favorite place to hang out in Wisconsin? Door County. Anything Easy specific answer. about it? Oh, we like Peninsula State Park, um, Cave Point, like just going to Cave Point. We get crazy and we were one of the dune jumpers where we jump, jump mm -hmm. off the cliff there. It's as long as the water is high enough, obviously. And just being able to walk with the kids, walk with just Colin, um, being able to breathe in the fresh air. Also up there, Corey, my phone doesn't work as well, which is amazing because you have to be turned off from the world for the weekend or the week that you're up there. And we've been going up there every single year since I was born, actually every year since my grandparents got married. It's been a family tradition. So we have a lot of memories in Door County, Wisconsin. That's, that's awesome. I, we went up there last summer with, with my daughter, my wife was pregnant at the time and yeah. uh, it was, it was so much fun. It's so beautiful up there. So beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> All right. So I, I have two final questions. Uh, first one here is how has Wisconsin helped shape you into who you are? It's so real. Like I have, with my corporate job, I've traveled to LA and to Florida and to different parts of Texas, Nashville. I mean, I've East coast, I've traveled all throughout the United States. And every time I come back home, someone is opening the door for me with my suitcase, random stranger at the airport. Somebody, if I drop something on the ground, they pick it up and hand it to me. And you don't get that Midwest, that awesome Wisconsin part in any other part of the United States. It's just, it's a very, very real 
it's very, very kind and it's just so open. And I like to think of myself as somebody who's very real, very kind, and also very open. Yeah, I would agree with that. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Last question for you, Abby. When all is said and done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Oh, legacy. I want to help women get one step ahead of where they are, just a little bit ahead of where they are. Not, not somebody else's dream, not their sisters, not what they think is cool because of someone they follow on Instagram or what they saw in the movies, but them, that person as a human, getting them one step ahead of where they are. Because I honestly feel if we can surround ourselves, Corey, with people who are in that slight growth mentality of just being a little bit better version of our current selves, we can seep that in. Like we are better because of it. So being in community with those types of women, um, it makes me a better person. And I'm hoping that I can give back in the exact same ways. That's great. That's a great legacy to to strive for. And you're doing some incredible work uh, in that area. So um, just really impressed with everything that you are doing. uh, And you've definitely made an impact on on my wife and my family. And um, I've got a bunch of friends around here who listen to the podcasts and stuff. And uh, you're just being authentic and, and it's really great. So keep up the inspiring work. Oh gosh. So great. Thank you, Corey. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Anything else uh, before we wrap up? This was so much fun. Thank you again. And yeah, just make sure that you're following on pursuing her purpose, her self podcast. And then my personal Instagram account is at Abby Rose green. So we share these conversations and more along with some really funny dance videos and some really, really cute kids. (laughs) I would highly recommend following all three of those. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Abby, thank you for joining Wisco Legacy. Thanks, Corey. I want to thank Abby for joining Wisco Legacy. It was so much fun talking to you about the journey that's led you to the Herself podcast, pursuing her purpose in motherhood. If you want to hear more from Abby, go check out her two podcasts, the Herself podcast and pursuing her purpose. It can be found on all the podcast platforms. They're also on social media as well. Uh, If you enjoy this podcast, Wisco Legacy, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Wisco Legacy. Give us a follow there. And also follow us and rate us and review us on all the podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're everywhere. The video version of this also goes on, on YouTube. So please subscribe and follow and rate and review. It would mean the world to me.